Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why don't ghosts like the rain? I don't know. Why don't they like the rain? Because it dampens their spirits. Oh. It's it's Spoop Spoop Hour. Hour. Hope you're ready to groove. Right? Because this week on Spoop Hour... We've become a top 40 station. And all top 40 are Africa by Toto. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Every single one. Every single one. So (laughs) this is Spoop Hour, an hour of spoop and crep and other zany shenanigans. Shenanigans. Ghosty. Haunted. Sasha. All of that. Yeah. I am still Sasha. I am still Courtney. And so, welcome back to another episode, another week. Yeah, these are our radio voices. These are our radio voices. So, if you run a radio station and want us to read your top 40 hits by <laughs> Toto that are starting with an A and are about continents, hit us <laughs> and up. And also end with the letter A. <laughs> <laughs> they both start and end and with the letter A. a. But that doesn't rule out the other continents that start with A. Oh, Asia. And Australia by... all have A's at the beginning and at the end. And you're going to Australia soon. <gasps> we just busted this conspiracy right. wide, wide open. open. <laughs> so, so we are Spoop Hour. Welcome back. Uh, we love you. We love you for joining us again. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Spoop Hour and contact us at spoophour at gmail.com. To tell us your spoopy, spoopy stories. Or if you want to be our friends. Please be our friends. We are getting a lot of friends, so it's we're so very good. excited. Every time we get a friend, I cry, and every time one of you says something nice about us, I cry. So basically, like, my whole week has just been tears. And I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly she's laughing because I'm crying, because and I'm Sasha's also, really mean in real life. But I'm also, like, really happy that people are saying nice things I to know, us. I know, I'm like, oh my god. Oh my I'll god. text her and be like, did you hear the nice thing that these people said about I'm us? I'm like, yes, I got the notification sent to my phone. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, um... <laughs> But it's not creepy. We're very happy to have you guys as our friends. In the nicest way. In the nicest way. Some friends we want to shout out right now. We want to shout out BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files, for being our friends and for saying nice things about the review I wrote for them. They're very nice people. And they called me the girl from Spoop Hour, which warmed my heart. Oh yay. <laughs> um, and we're going to be collaborating. 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 We're going to be collaborating them. <laughs> collaborating. Just we, like, I know, I know at least Chris listens to this. Chris, we're not going to collaborate you. No. We're going to collab with you. And we're really excited to, like, hang out and talk mm-hmm. about that on the internet. We are, because... and we're, we're going to be collaborating with the Best Forevers podcast, which is a podcast celebrating friendship, because Sasha and I are friends. We are friends. Weird. Huh. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, we even live together. Gross. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I said great, you said gross, good. Yeah, um, we're good friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think we're gross, it's fine. Did you have any creepy things happen to you, or spoopy um, or creppy, whatever? Not explicitly spoopy mm. or creppy. I did have a pretty 
exciting dream last night in mm. which I was solving a series of escape rooms. Like it was like, oh, so it was like a yeah. house full of escape rooms and you had to go through each of the different ones mm-hmm. to get out of the house. And if you fucked one up, you had to go back to the beginning. Oh. And the whole house was themed like fairy tale, gothic-y horror. So it was really, it was kind of a fun dream. I feel like last week's episode bled into your dream a little bit. Where Probably. you're talking about the Winchester yeah, mystery, mystery house. house and... I did find out that my very best friend has been to the Winchester mystery house. And she did not like it. She was very afraid of it (laughs) because much like me, my best friend is kind of a wuss. So my best friend has been to the Winchester house. She did not like it. I found the texts. She said, quote, legit creepy stuff. The tour guide was hella creepy and you had to, to, you had to go in a lot of the secret passageways to get through the house. Mm. Her family was apparently the only one on the tour. Ah. (laughs) And she said that she was legit scared at two in the afternoon. (laughs) And in her words, just felt heavy. I super believe in spirits, though, lol. <laughs> well, Andrea, you and I can hang. Because... I, mean, I can hang, too. I'd f- I believe in vibes. Vibes, okay. We've been All over right. this before. I have. And this is when Sasha and I stopped being friends. Right. <laughs> Sorry, best forever's prod. <laughs> We used to be friends. Yeah. I went to Baltimore yesterday. <gasps> to um, celebrate your problematic literary boyfriend. To celebrate my problematic literary boyfriend. On Friday, Poe celebrated his 209th birthday. And so he last- old. Yeah, he old. He's, you a grave robber. I'm a grave robber. <laughs> it's like a cradle robber, but in reverse. <laughs> they called me Cradle Snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should see that movie. They should. Yeah. 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 Hmm, what movie could we possibly be talking about? It's it what we do called... in the shadows. Yep. It's always what we do in the <laughs> it's shadows. It's always what we do in the shadows. That is our <laughs> podcast's favorite movie. My mom texted me and she's like, you guys should start some sort of list of all the things that you recommend people do. And it's I, literally and like, just like it's what, literally we do in the shadows. what we do in the shadows and then various things that we consume from Starbucks. Right. It's... But also the book Rebecca. Right. Which I love. Well, and I also got you the, um, what's she, the other book, the, the Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. Yeah. We do recommend Baba Yaga. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I went to, to Baltimore, not necessarily to celebrate Problematic Literary Boyfriend's birthday, but I happen to be in Baltimore, and there's a lot of post stuff in Baltimore. So yesterday, we were at, like, a bar restaurant thing that had a little arcade room, mm-hmm. and there was a mural with Poe on it, and so yeah. my boyfriend was like, we should get a photo in front of it. And so it's just me, like, hamming it up, like, in front of this wall. Well, like, you oh, love me and my boyfriend. And my other boyfriend taking the photos. Um, my actual yeah, boyfriend. But I mean, he, one of our friends we were with was suggesting the next time we come up to Baltimore to go to this restaurant called Annabelle Lee. Ooh. Named for Annabelle Lee, Lee, right? Yeah. But apparently, like, they have all of his, you know, like, poems and short stories and everything, like, printed on the walls. Ooh. And it's, like, a very, like, cute little cafe restaurant, mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe themed. And then I've also been up to his cemetery in Baltimore before, too. So oh, I nice. think that could, I could use another trip up there and just say, hey, yeah, to I'll go to with him. you. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, so, yeah, lots of good stuff. But not necessarily anything, like, too, too, too creepy. Too I, I feel like I did have something creepier early this week, but, yeah. like, I've blocked it out of my brain. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I did participate over the weekend. I participated in a certain something I, I don't want to get political on this podcast but we you, were you've protesting straight, a you've, horse in a hospital say, i've been real political up, yeah you've yeah. been real political yeah before. fuck that guy i may or may not have attended the women's march spoiler alert totally did she totally did totally did and while i was there i saw a couple thematically appropriate signs for our podcast including my favorite which is we are the great granddaughters of the witches you did not burn right so jokes on y'all and also, there was a Hex the Patriarchy sign with a little witch on it, and I, I really enjoyed that. Did, did you see a horse in the hospital sign? 
No, I no, didn't. Okay. That was just my significant that, yeah, other and right, I were just right. like talking about that a lot because that, that that's a Oh, you know what? I mean he did that one on TV, but yeah. but it was on his it most out. recent tour that he was doing. So people maybe it's not as widely known. Yeah. That was the hospital bit is so funny. That was our featured creature that week. That's when right. we saw it. Yeah. yeah. Good job, so, John Mullaney. We love John Mullaney. He's also on our list of endorsements. Mm-hmm. As is, I believe I mentioned Starbucks. What did you get from Starbucks today? I got us a snack. What is a snack? It's, I mean, open it. It's not that much to look at. <gasps> cake pop. It's a chocolate chip cookie dough cake oh. pop. Because that sounded good to me at like 10.30 this morning, so. She also got me a coffee. I did. I got myself a coffee, but as per usual, I've drank it already. <laughs> and now I just have a water. Oh. Podcasts are not a visual medium. But you're really biting in there, mm. so. Sasha's happily chewing. She's also wearing her Poe. Kadot socks, which oh, are yep. dotted with Edgar Allan Poe's head. We'll take a picture, post it on Instagram. Yeah, I am wearing my polka dot socks. Yep. Yep. Good times. And yeah, that's Sunday. That's Sunday. If it's Sunday, it's spoop hour. Right? Don't sue me, meet the press. But I mean, also, you're probably listening to this on it's Tuesday. It is so. Tuesday booze day. <laughs> so as our intro would imply, we have a theme for today. Did and you guys pick up on it? It was very subtle. The theme is ghosts down in Africa. So I suggested that we do this because we haven't done a whole lot with spoop from the continent of Africa. So I was like, let's just, you know, let's see what they got. Let's see what kind of spoop they're dealing with down right, there. Right, because we usually talk about Europe and Asia. Yeah. And, and the America, U.S. Yeah, yeah, continental U.S. Continental U.S. So we'll hit up South America and Australia on future episodes. Like, we're going to have a dedicated Australia episode once I get back from Australia having done a ghost tour. And that's soon, right? That's yeah, that's month. it. That's next. That, uh, um, yes, one month from today I will be there. Wow. Yeah. Because my flight arrives on February 21st, even though I leave the U.S. on the 19th. Because you lose a day going out there. Right. And so I'm takes... going to have a real long day. <laughs> it's going to be a real long day. Yep. yep. I'm planning on sleeping the entire flight. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I landed in Sydney Airport, being like, give me the biggest iced peppermint mocha that you have. Don't judge me. I know it's a stupid order, but that's what I drink. <laughs> what, mate? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> They'll be like, right, you're a cheeky blighter. Blimey. What kind of mocha? You better go to Macca's with that order. Some of that was actually kind of Australian. No, a lot of that was mostly just Cockney British. <laughs> I'm great at voices. We've been over it before. It's fine. It's terrible. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so today's theme is Africa. Mm-hmm. So we are going to go ahead and kind of explore the continent. Most of my stuff deals with Eastern Africa and their stuff. And I know, Sasha, yours primarily deals with South Africa. Mm-hmm. So before we go on this magical journey, how about we ease into it with... A featured creature. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put my cake pop down because I've held on to it for several minutes and I have not taken a bite. I've already finished mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're an adult. So this is a featured creature. I don't think you're going to get it. But at the end, I have specifically you-based clues to get you to guess it. Okay. To the point where I was doing this, I was doing, as I put it, I was doing my homework at my significant other's house. <laughs> and he was like, Wow, you're really spelling it out for her there, huh? She's going to get those clues. And I'm like, yep, I like to try and get her to guess it. Once again, the podcat Zelda is being real cute with her favorite toy, the silver gift bag from Amazon. So Sasha, the intrepid reporter, is taking a pic. We'll post it on Instagram. So if you like cats, just follow us on Instagram at Spoop Hour. Hit me with this. Okay. What's that splashing in the rivers and swamps of Gambia? 
It's just me. My name is speculated to mean dragon or maybe snake, devil, and I primarily hang out in the Gambia River and in uninhabited mangrove swamps. I don't know what a mangrove is. I meant to look it up. In it's, my head, it's a mango. No, it's a tree that grows Ooh, in the water. Ooh, picture. That looks like, okay, it, it's got the branches kind of like this. It's uh-huh. kind of flat. And it's got these roots that oh, go like this. And okay. so at high tide, you might not see any of it. Yeah. Or you might see just the tops. Uh-huh. But then at low tide, you see, like, all the roots and everything okay. hanging out like this. And they oh, all grow next to each other and you get... Oh, yeah. Okay. We have a lot of mangroves in Okinawa. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I will take... I will post this picture on Instagram it's as well. Really it's, it's, it's really so bad. It's really good. I know exactly what she's talking about now. <laughs> anyway, so that's where I hang out in the uninhabited mangrove swamps, which I now know what those are. I mainly come out at night, so that's the best time to spot my odd looks. Oh, God. I have the head of a horse with either horns or a crest of skin. It's unclear, and the number of horns is also unclear. I might have three, one on each side of my head and one on my chin. It might just be a flap of skin. Who knows? Who knows? We just don't know. Oh, God. (laughs) And I also have the neck of a giraffe and the body of a crocodile with mirror-like scales. Ooh. I mean, that sounds pretty, but it's also terrifying. I mean, yeah, that's, that sounds pretty. I'd mm-hmm. love mirror-like scales. It's like the rainbow fish. Generally, I'm thought to be about 30 feet long, but I have been reported to be as big as 50 feet. Huh. Yeah. Are you uncomfortable now? A little bit. That's <laughs> it's okay. We're not in Gambia. Okay. And you're not in an uninhabited mangrove swamp. That's true. As far as I know. Ooh. I might be able to cause whirlpools, or I might be a scary-looking thing that mostly keeps to myself. It is unclear. Again, different reports. For sure, I definitely eat basically anything I come across, so you probably want to make sure that it isn't you that I'm chowing down on. Good. All right. (laughs) If you are foolish enough to go looking for me, and wise locals will not go near the river if there's been any reported sighting of me. Like, they're just like, nope, and they stay away. But if you're dumb and you want to go looking for me and you actually see me and live to tell the tale, don't tell the tale. Do you want to know why? Why? Rumor has it that if you tell people that you saw me and I didn't kill you, you'll die. Oh. So it's kind of like a back-end insurance policy for the things that I don't eat. Uh Just keep it to yourself. All right. Tight, heavy lid on that cool story. Cool. In 2006, a team of UK-based dragon hunters came to Gambia to try and find me. They heard reports from a survivor who owes his life to a magic potion he has, reportedly. And the survivor said I could spit fire and that after watching me for a few hours, he became violently ill. So he just like was staring at me doing my thing and then he got real sick. Good. But he survived because he had his magic potion. The team did not find any evidence of me, although they found what they thought was a quote unquote scale. But scientists determined that said scale was non-biological in origin, and it was probably just rotting celluloid. Suckers. Hmm. Yeah, that's what you get for trying to find me. I'm sneaky. <laughs> Still need a clue? I Yes, please. You can sound me out using Japanese words. Person. Hito. Other person. If you say Japanese person. Uh, Jin. Or the other one. <laughs> oh my god. Um, half of to hear. Huh, wait, what? Half of two here. Kiku. A half. Ki. Using the word what? Nani. Or the other version? Nan. Question particle. Ka. So, person? <laughs> the other one! <laughs> person! <laughs> like, um, which person are you talking to? Dare. No, no, like, the, the, <laughs> this is so bad, I'm Minky Nanka! Nanka! 
Oh, Ninki Nanka. Oh, Ninki Nanka. Nin. Oh, like okay. So if you said like like three people, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. People. People like a counter. Yes. Okay. Nin Nanka. That's why I kept going. The other one. The other one. There's too many words for person. But it's Ninki Nanka. I hope everyone else enjoyed that short Japanese lesson. Um, there's a lot of words for person in Japanese. One of them is Nin. But yeah, it's Ninki Nanka, and I'm gonna show you a picture of Ninki Nanka because. I think it's a cousin of the Jersey Devil because <laughs> it kind of looks like him. Look, that's his face. Ah, uh, yeah. So this version, kind of a giraffe, kind of yeah. like a dragon. Yeah, and yep. as you can see, this kind is the, the version with the horns, three horns. Yeah. And then here's a version with his full body. Oh, he yep, he's cute. a little bit of a Jersey he's kind Devil of little, cousin. Yeah, Jersey Devil cousin who lives in Gambia. Interesting. Yeah, and I like I I think that he mostly keeps to himself, and then yeah. he makes you sick if you stare at him because you're being a perv and you're <laughs> invading his personal space. Which Indeed. is Indeed. Yeah. Rude. And how. And how. And that's our featured creature. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so Gambia has Ninkinanka. Um, Ninkinanka also sounds like popular something. Ninki yeah. means popular. Oh, yeah, that's and true. Nanka is like, you know, that the thing with the Nanka. Yeah. You know, the, the popular yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Nink, that popular? Nanka, Nanka, it's like Nanka, when you're talking about the, the kids these days <laughs> and like something that they like yeah. and it's like Rick rolling and you're like, it's the uh, Ninki Nanka. Nanka. It's the thing Nanka-ka. with the Rick Astley. Uh, and the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weeaboo. Sasha's legitimately Japanese. And so the more you know about Japan. <laughs> but today we are talking about Africa. We're talking about Africa. That Toto. was just that was just clues because I like Sasha to get it right because I I like to build you up. I, I like getting things right, <laughs> even when I couldn't think of what specific person Neen was. But Ninkinanka, I love it. Thank thank you for that. That was that was exciting. <laughs> All right, oh. so that's our featured creature. So do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Oh, let's talk, keep talking about Africa, and then Af- I'll talk about my South Africa. Africa. All right, so um, I titled my notes today, I Bless the Ghost Down in Africa, because I really do genuinely love that song. <laughs> IMO, it's Toto's best song, Come For Me, Cecilia. It's not as good. You know, Cecilia, yeah, you're yeah. breaking my heart. Yeah, yeah not yeah. as good as Africa. Oh. Not as good. Hmm. Not as good. <laughs> I don't have strong feelings either way. No. Like well. me and the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> playoff season and i don't understand (laughs) everyone around me is like football and i'm like i actually i was out to lunch with some coworkers on tuesday and the topic of the like miracle pass that happened with i think it was the vikings um, i I came up yeah i did watch that though (laughs) and i yeah i did too and my supervisor was like you watched it and she felt she was like so betrayed because she didn't know what anybody was talking about and i was like only because my dad made me my dad was like everybody has to watch this this is insane yeah and i was like i don't care but okay (laughs) so now i've seen that and then she felt less i am friends with like one hardcore Vikings fan, oh. one hardcore Patriots fan, no. one hardcore Eagles fan. Oh, you're nice and rounded out. I don't know anyone who likes the Jaguars, but I know that they're playing today. I used today. to because um, <laughs> Scotty McGee used to play for them. Okay, you do not pass to Scotty McGee. Don't, because he's just going to return it. He will return it. Do you not don't get him a presents. Christmas gift because he's he just going to return it. it for a touchdown. I remember Scotty um, McGee. Scotty McGee, when we went to JMU, because we went to school college together as well as high school my freshman year when we were good at football my sophomore year when we were good at football there was our i don't know the official football name for it but he's the guy who returns the kick <laughs> i think he's the kick returner punt returner the, ki- the, the guy who catches and runs that guy he's not the quarterback his quarterback was rodney landers i know that but he 
was known for they at kickoffs if he caught the ball he would it didn't matter where he caught it it would be a touchdown yeah because he was fast he was really fast and then we weren't good at football and for, we many, for years. many years and then, and then we won the again. national champs and then we lost the national champs but we were runner but up. we were runner up to the national champs so it wasn't year. like the other so years we've had we two close. really good seasons so that's been football hour <laughs> <laughs> by two people who don't, don't really know, know anything about football i mean i called him the kick return guy so but that's why i liked the jacksonville jaguars he was on there but then he was on injured reserve and i don't know what that means and then he's not on the team anymore okay so really we don't care about we don't care about football anyway (laughs) so let's start in zimbabwe okay speaking of things that have nothing to do with the nfl like us zimbabwe (laughs) so in harare which is the capital of zimbabwe and Mm -hmm. i actually knew that before even though i'm trash at geography good so there is peggy who is quote the ghost prostitute. And I try not to use that word because it's disrespectful. So for the rest of this, I'll refer to her as a sex worker unless I am quoting somebody. Okay. So according to legend, Peggy was a sex worker who worked in Highfield, which is one of Harare's oldest suburbs. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of like standard suburb types yeah. in Highfield. But it's apparently also you get a lot of sex workers. So when Peggy was in her late 20s, she was murdered by a jealous client because men are garbage. Mm. Oh, that was another good sign I saw yesterday. There was, she was probably like 15 or 16. Um, She might have been a little older, but her sign said, men are trash. If you aren't, give me a call. (laughs) And it made me laugh. But men are trash. And Peggy was murdered by a trash man. So because she was violently murdered, she came back from the beyond to walk the streets as a ghost and to take revenge against men and that's my 2018 mood mm. is to just take revenge against men right? so as a ghost peggy was as beautiful as she was in life so reportedly she was a very beautiful woman right and standard we care more about people when they're beautiful when they die but whatever she was pretty and she came back and she was still pretty she was primarily seen in the 1960s and 1970s and when she was spotted, she would be appearing at night on the streets in Highfield, so her favorite suburb, waiting for some sucker to pick her up. So once she got picked up, she'd do one of two things. Right. One, she would get in the car, let the John drive for a bit, and then completely disappear, which would cause him to panic, presumably drive his car off the road because his passenger right. just disappeared, and then never again to cheat on his wife. Hmm. Or never again attempt to cheat on his wife. Right. I have reading. Or she would follow through, go to the home with the John, and then mysteriously he would wake up in the middle of the night on her grave. Oh. Yeah. And then he would get spooked and presumably never attempt to cheat on his wife with a sex worker again. So that's how Peggy took her revenge. So she, yeah, she's just trying to... Look, she got violently people, murdered by a right, jealous client. Right, and so she's, she's, like, trying to show people the light, basically. Yeah. Like, maybe don't do this. Maybe don't do this. Maybe make better choices in your life, yeah. friendo, and respect women. Just yeah. that. Let's, respecting women. Yeah. What a, what a novel concept. 2018 mood. Respect women. <laughs> so, the origins of Peggy as a ghost story, mm-hmm. um, there are two versions. The first is that she was created by the wives of Highfield to attempt to scare the menfolk into behaving like responsible husbands and not cheating on their wives. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ooh, don't go try to pick up a prostitute, buddy, because if you do, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be Peggy and you're going to wake up on a grave. Yeah. Honestly, if you feel the need that you have to scare your husband into not trying to pick up a sex worker and cheat on you, <laughs> he's a crappy husband and you can do better, girl. Mm-hmm. 2018. Take do out better, the garbage. Girl. Yeah, do better, girl. And then the other version is that she was a real sex worker who genuinely came back from the dead as a ghost to get revenge on those who caused her death. 
according to 62-year-old Sekuru Stephen Dowdy, uh, some of the people I shared a house with as tenants knew this Peggy, he insisted. Quote, she was a beautiful prostitute who was murdered by a jealous client. It is said that she was buried at the local cemetery, and this is where her victims were often discovered. Either way, sightings of Peggy were the most common in the 60s and 70s, yeah. and they started to drop off in the 80s, mm-hmm. and basically by the 1990s, it was basically unheard of to mm. see Peggy. Locals think she was either exercised, like they were like, this is too much ghost for us, mm-hmm. let's get rid of her, or she moved on to greener pastures to, yeah. you know, fuck up men elsewhere. Good. Yeah. So now let's travel on over to East Africa. East Africa has a catch-all term for spooky spirits, and that's shetani. Okay. I'm going to do my best pronouncing this. Peggy was easy. Um, Shetani, I think that's how you say it. But Shetani are typically malevolent and come in a variety of shapes, sizes, different powers, just general different weird appearances. In Zanzibar... It's like a Japanese yokai. Yeah. Yeah. As I was writing this, I was like, this is like Japan with their yokai. (laughs) Yeah. Shetani are basically yokai. The catch-all for spirits, but they're typically malevolent. Okay. So in Zanzibar, some accounts say that Shetani inhabit almost every corner of the country. So in Zanzibar, based on my research, there are just a ton of sightings of Shetani. There are a ton of people who say, I've seen them, they're everywhere, whatever. I was reading an account of a woman who had traveled there and her closest friend was a guide for local tourists who came in. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about his Shetani experiences with her and about how it's sort of this like underground secret from what i can tell even though zanzibar has this reputation for having a ton of shetani and a ton of ghosts right. they don't talk about it it's not like making it more of a tourist yeah. destination it's, it's more just, like this is a we thing. know there are ghosts don't tell the white people and scare them just like <laughs> everybody be cool but we know there are ghosts so part of why it has this reputation for having so many ghosts is because it also has a reputation as being a center for black magic oh spooky So in the 1930s, Evelyn Waugh went over there and said, uh, eventually writing, quote, Zanzibar and Pemba. Pemba, so Zanzibar is an archipelago, which Mm -hmm. is a collection of islands that are Mm -hmm. a country. Fifth grade geography. Um, (laughs) And Pemba is one of the islands in the chain. Mm -hmm. So Zanzibar and Pemba are the chief centers of black art on the whole coast, according to Evelyn Waugh. And novices come from as far as the Great Lakes to graduate here. Even from Haiti, it is said, witch doctors will occasionally come to probe the deepest mysteries of voodoo. Hmm. End quote. So I don't know if this is a fair or earned reputation. It's just, Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot of superstition surrounding Zanzibar, Mm -hmm. which could just be because, obviously, during the age of imperialism, it got colonized a bunch of different times by a bunch of different groups who were then vilifying existing cultures Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Most things I saw speculated that Shetani is a holdout from pre-Islamic belief systems. Okay. So just sort of, again, as always, when new religion moves in and kind of takes over, in this case it was Islam rather than Christianity, like Mm -hmm. other parts of the world. So Islam kind of ran the old gods out. Right. But one of the holdouts is Shaitani. Shaitani, Which is also how you get, like, Halloween and a lot of our other spooky traditions. Yeah, like, that we ran the pagans out, but... But also, since you were pagan and you're already doing this, we're just going to kind of of... apply this energy, but, like, over here a little bit. Yeah. Again, unclear if it's actually a center of voodoo, unclear if it's actually a center for spooky black magic, or if it's just trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. vilify a country that was otherized. Right. So islanders allegedly do believe that Shitani are constantly waiting and watching the activity of the towns, Mm. waiting for a moment to strike. Oh, God. Which is unsettling. Um, I did read in one account that 
a common belief that would repel mm-hmm. Shaitani is that if you write out verses of the Quran mm-hmm. and hang them from the roof in your house. So apparently it's very common when you go into certain structures in Zanzibar, right. you'll see these like old, old, old scraps of paper hanging from the ceiling because oh. it's just like, this is just what you do. This is the only way to ward them off. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was really it's interesting. Huh. It's like the one tradition of burying a shoe in the wall. Right, if right. If you were a Puritan to ward off witchcraft. Same kind of idea. Same kind of idea. Yeah. So Shetani are frequently featured in carvings and art. Because they take a variety of forms, and mm-hmm. it's such a huge part of culture that it's routine. So, any of these. Oh. Yeah. You've seen things yeah, like no, this. I've yeah, seen, I've seen, yeah. Yeah, so those are shaitani. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And we'll post a couple of these on yeah. Instagram so you can get an idea, or you can just Google it. It's it's beautiful art. Like, it's very well carved, but it's it's a very traditional thing to feature in your art. Right. And there's since there's no one defined shape for shaitani, they come in a variety of forms. Mm-hmm. The ones that I listed were a man-slash-dog hybrid, a girl with the legs of a donkey, and a hideously twisted old woman. Yeah. So, again, yeah. they come in all different forms, right. so we're going to carve them all. One resident, a young man, specifically uh, in one of the accounts, this was her friend guide while she was visiting, mm-hmm. he reportedly saw a shaitani when coming home late from the disco. Hmm. Which, I love that. I love when people call clubbing the disco. The disco. Makes me happy. My mom calls it. Disco? The disco. Aww. But she's also of a different era. era. Yeah, and I think that's what this article yeah. fell to, is just of a different area, era and a different, like, regional dialect yeah. where you call it, you go to the disco rather than mm-hmm. you go clubbing. But it just, I liked it. Anyway, so this this particular young man said that he was paralyzed upon seeing the shaitani mm. and he was unable to speak until he remembered a few verses from the Quran. So by huh. reciting those, it weakened the spell enough that he was able to shout for help. But a neighbor came out to help him and was like, you can spend the night here, buddy, because we don't want you to go back out with the shaitani. They carefully locked the door, but the shaitani came in anyway. And both of them were paralyzed for a bit before the shaitani floated away. Don't love it? Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-mm. Yeah, this is one of those, like... You can hang verses from the Quran from your roof, but guess who's still gonna come? <laughs> so, the best-known shaitani... So, it's sort of, like, all these things that the witch... Whatever the people did to, like, try to ward off witches in yeah. America, and it was like, well, you're still probably gonna be accused of being a witch. Yeah, you're probably gonna be accused of being a witch. <laughs> you're probably still gonna get a shaitani because they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh. But, like, do your best and hope for the best. For the there best. is one, and this is gonna get a little rough... Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and put a content slash trigger warning on this. This does discuss sexual assault. Okay. Because the best known shaitani is a fucking monster. His oh, name is God. Popo Bawa. And he is a horrible spirit who plagued Zanzibar and the various islands of Zanzibar in 1995. So this okay. is fairly, fairly recent. recent. Popo Bawa in Swahili means bat wing. Okay. And that's a description not of his appearance because it changes. So mm-hmm. he can be basically anything, anything but it's a description of the shadow that he casts when he shows up mm. his actual form can't be described because every person who has seen popo bawa has reported him looking different right so what does popo bawa do and again this is going to be unpleasant i'm very sorry i will try to keep it as gentle as i can popo bawa shows up in people's houses at night with a sulfurous smell which mm-hmm. is crappy enough and he sexually assaults all the residents. Oh, my God. Including men, women, and children. Holy shit. Uh, he sodomizes them, and then he ah! disappears. Yeah. He's horrible. Okay. According to the belief, and this 
hurts my heart. Yeah. If you are assaulted by Popo Bawa and do not tell everyone in your town about it, uh-huh. he will come back and do the same thing oh, again. Oh, God. So not only is he assaulting you, you then have to go and be like, Popo Bawa oh, came okay. by last night oh. and tell everybody because otherwise he'll keep coming. Fuck. In 1995, it got so bad that there was a mass panic mm-hmm. over him just right. repeatedly showing up. And people started sleeping outside of their homes, reciting verses of the Quran, right, wearing right. protective amulets, doing everything they could to kind of try and ward off Popo Bawa uh, in the hope of not being attacked. Right. And ultimately, like, the sightings trickled off. Um, yeah. he, eventually, there were sightings of him, I want to say in 2007, in Dar es Salaam. Uh-huh. So he traveled around, but not nearly, none have reached the heights of hysteria that the right. 1995 panic did, because he's a dick. So the origin story that is most popular for Popo Bawa is that he was a jinn summoned by a sheik in the 1970s to take revenge on his enemies. Uh-huh. So the sheik quickly lost control of the jinn, because that's what happens when you summon a jinn and you're not emotionally prepared for it. They're uh-huh. just gonna, like, pop up. Right. And now the djinn roams free as Popo Bawa doing all of his horrible shit yeah. to whoever he wants. The best thing to do to ward him off is to recite verses from the Quran. He's the worst. Like, the dollop kind of goes into him in, I think it's their third episode where they're talking about ghosts. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, in 1995, it was it was a huge hysterical movement. Like, psychologists yeah. came from all over the world to explore this panic because so many people, people right. were afraid of this. Yeah, And it's kind of like... The nightmare boogeyman, you know, he comes in the nighttime and making things worse, you have to tell people because otherwise he's just going to come back again. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. It's upsetting. Yeah. On a lighter note, the article I was reading where the woman was talking with her uh, young man guide Mm -hmm. friend about Shaitani, she was talking to him and kind of joking about like, haha, since Shaitani, if you summon them up, they can also be like beholden to you. Right, right. So they can like do you favors. Yeah. And she's like, haha, you should get one and ask him to bring you a lady and riches. And he was like, oh no, that's like some next level sorcerer shit. Oh, I'm not, I don't no. fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. So yeah, that's Shaitani oh. and specifically Pobo Bawa, who's mm-hmm. fucking horrible. But yeah, the Shaitani generally is just spirits. And most are just sort of like, poltergeisty right, they'll knock right. shit over they'll break things they'll make a lot of noise mm-hmm. but popo bawa is particularly terrible that, yeah that's yeah terrifying yeah so jeez, and that's popo bawa do you have right. some fun ones uh yeah i think i have some fun <laughs> ones so we're gonna go down to south africa specifically Woo! um cape town nice um so i've got a couple different th- spooky things from the same same area mm-hmm. first one is the ghostly horseman Ooh. at tokai manor it's a well-known truth that the Grand Cape Dutch-style Tokai Manor, which sits within Tokai Forest, is home not just to the Table Mountain National Park, but also to the spirit of Frederick Eckstein. This young man was the son of Petrus My- M- Michel Eckstein, the owner of the house back in the mid-1800s, and a lover of wild, drunken parties, as I think we all are. I mean, I love maybe. wild, drunken parties. As much as the next Gatsby? As much as the next Gatsby. I mean, my idea of a wild, drunken party is we're all sitting on the couch playing games and getting increasingly drunk. Yeah. That's, that's how I party, Mom. How... <laughs> I'm not just saying that. That is genuinely how I like to do it. If I'm at a party that isn't doing that, I'm not having that much fun. All right. Now we know. And now we know. So as the story goes, one New Year's Eve, so... We just had a New Year's Eve. We did. I'm yeah. eating my cake pop. I'm You're so eating sorry. your cake pop. No, it's, it's okay. So good. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking how much I enjoy cookie dough. Yep. A lot. 
a lot. While Petrus was entertaining a number of guests in his large dining room, he challenged Frederick to ride his favorite mare up the steep <laughs> steps of the manor and into the oh, house. Oh, no. That is a drunken bet gone wrong already. I mean, that is some, like, Tico Brahe bullshit. Right. Because Tico Brahe had a pet moose, and one day he got the moose drunk on a dare uh, for one of his wild and crazy drunken parties, and then the moose fell down the stairs and died. No. Learn from Tico Brahe. Don't drunkenly do things with large animals. You know who else had a weird pet? Who? Lord Byron. Mm-hmm. He had a bear. He had a bear. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> at his boarding school. <laughs> when I worked for the Wildlife Association, I wrote a blog about weird pets that yeah. various famous people had. Salvador Dali had an ocelot. Lord Byron, do you know why Lord Byron had the bear? No, why did he have the bear? So the boarding school had a strict policy that you couldn't have dogs in the dorm room. <laughs> it specifically said no dogs in the dorms. And Byron had a beloved hunting dog and he was pissed that he couldn't take it. And he asked and they kept being like, no, no, no. So he got pedantic and was like, fuck you. I'm going to get a bear because the bylaws specifically said dog. It didn't say animal. It didn't say pet of any kind. It just said dog. So he got a bear. And joked that the bear was going to get a degree. Good. Good. <laughs> Fucking Lord Byron. <laughs> so extra. So extra. Fucking pretty boy romantic poet. Anyway. With young, a club foot. Young Frederick decided, yeah, this sounds like a really good idea. What could go wrong? You and know when you're at this... that stage of drunkenness, we're really like, yeah! yeah! Let's do it. Let's ride the horse so, up the stairs. So he did this proudly and all the guests cheered, but as he turned to trot back down the stairs, a... Uh, one of the servants rang a bell to signal midnight, and the horse got spooked, tumbled down the steps, dragged Frederick down to his death. I mean, haven't I always said, tell your servants not to ring the bell at midnight if you're going to be riding a horse up right? the stairs? Right, I know. That, real... that is like, that's my catchphrase. Yeah. Like, we'll be talking, and you'll be like, oh shit, I need to get milk at the grocery store, and I'll be like, always you tell, tell your servants you? not to ring the bell at midnight. Exactly. So ever since then, people who've worked at this house have reported hearing strange sounds like those of drunken laughter or horse hooves, <laughs> oh. and some have claimed to see a man in, a per- in period clothing galloping along on horseback in the forest outside the manor, particularly on New Year's Eve or in the dark early hours of the morning. As far as ghosts go, I'm pretty down with that. Yeah. Then there's the spook house in Rottenbosch. It's called the spook house? It's called the spook house. <laughs> We should move there and name it the Spoop House. Or we can just rename our house the Spoop House. The Spoop House, House, we could. (laughs) We'll have to ask our other roommate. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Sorry, Connie. (laughs) Sorry, Connie. (laughs) Looming eerily above the other residents on Rondenbosch Milner Road, this striking three-story Edwardian dwelling not only looks like something out of a horror movie, particularly at night where it almost sits in darkness, but it's inspired a number of its own terrifying tales, too. Rumor has it that in the 1970s, the house was a base for a cult group. Ooh, cults! Those always cause ghosts. Right? And it seems that their activities left an ominous energy behind. Apparently, throughout the years, passersby have spotted translucent old men walking around inside the house, and those who've dared to wander near enough have heard doors swinging open and closed again for no earthly reason. Um, Even those who don't believe in ghosts will hold their breath for a few seconds while driving or strolling past the spooky abode. I've heard that you're supposed to do that by cemeteries. Yeah, or like lift your feet off the bottom of your car. Oh, that I have not heard. Yeah, I've heard that one, but... That's going to make it real dangerous when I drive. Exactly. (laughs) Then, um, also in Cape Town, we've got the Spirits of Groot Schur Hospital. And I just got really excited because I was just thinking about Groot. I mean, I came across (laughs) that one while I was reading. I was like, ooh, Groot. And then I was like, nope, Sasha's doing South Africa. (laughs) Courtney, no. (laughs) This is a site where many unlucky individuals have met untimely deaths over the years, which, okay, hospitals, yes, untimely deaths probably more often than you'd think, right? Yeah, if you're going to the hospital, it means you're probably sick or injured. Right. 
Exactly. What can you do? Um, so Groot Sure Hospital is apparently full of restless souls who are it's doomed sure to... full of Groot. Sure full of Groot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who are doomed to spend their days wandering the wide hallways of this historic building. Patients have made mentions of being tended to by nurses who none of the staff have ever heard of. And apparently there's someone who has been described as like a young woman with white eyes who just roams the wards. I don't love that. Um, But there's also a friendlier apparition of a nurse named Sister Fatima who reportedly tries to assist the hospital staff with their chores. Oh, that's nice. Most notably giving drinks to the patients from trolleys that stand unattended. We have no doubt. Doot. Doot. We have no doubt. Out at doing night duty. <laughs> Sorry. They're real British. Um, at, what does a Dutch accent even sound like? The South Africans have a specific accent. Yeah, yeah. Dutch accents. Charlize Theron has one, doesn't she? A South African accent? Isn't she from South Africa? Yeah, but yeah. she doesn't have a Dutch accent. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> we have no doubt that doing night duty at this large institution must make the staff's hair stand on end. So yeah, it opened in 1938, so yeah, you've definitely yeah. probably got a bunch of spirits in there. What I'd like to chime in is, yeah. I know a couple episodes ago we talked about this, but I work with nurses, and one was telling me the, like, spooky nurse stories about, you know, I worked, she was working in hospice care, and there was, oh, right, yeah, right. the patient who saw the person who had the room before her who had passed away, and yeah. was like, yeah, I was talking to Albert, he said hi. Yeah. So, like... That's similar. Right, I believe it. That's spooky. I believe it. I should ask my nurse friends yeah. if they've had anything like that happen to their we hospitals. Should, we should do an episode just devoted to, like, all of the spooky, because I know there used to be a lot of medicine that was based on, like, letting the demons out, yep. and we should do an episode just on general, like, we spooky should. hospital shit. Definitely. Please. Yes. All right. Then we've got the ghost of Elta, Elsa Clote? Clayta? Did she sing Let It Go? Let It Go? No. That's what Frozen's based on. Right? This Elsa. <laughs> At Katima Restaurant. Um, Elsa was a young Dutch woman who lived in the Hout Bay homestead that now houses Katima Restaurant back in the mid-1800s. And despite, you know, 160 years, you know, over yeah. all that, um, many still report that she dwells here today. Oh. As the story goes, the poor lass was once in love with a British soldier who hanged himself from an oak tree near Jesus. the manor when her father prohibited them from dating. And soon after, she too died from a broken heart. Nowadays, apparently, the staff members of this restaurant will occasionally witness bizarre occurrences, like pots flying off their hooks on kitchen walls, oh, no. and lights dimming inexplicably, and similarly, guests have claimed to have seen the eerie figure of a woman standing at one of the manor's windows, as well as the outline of a young man lurking outside between the property's oaks, mm. staring longingly at the house. That's really oh, sad. You know? That is really sad. Um, out of respect Can't they hang out now that they're both ghosts? Right? That's what I'm thinking. They can be together. Um, out of respect for the doomed duo, the restaurant does set a table laden with food and wine for them every night. And many will tell you, you can sense the pair sitting and supping here. Oh, I know. That's really sweet. It's like, yeah, just my my heart breaks for them. I know. Like, you would think, like, obviously you should not ever, you know, try and die to be with your lover. You should just be with them in this life and damn the haters. But, you know, if this is something that's happened to them, they may as well spend all their time together. Right? Well, yesterday, Julia was telling me, or I guess on Friday, Julia was telling me that maybe... I broke out into hives when we were in West, uh, when we were in Richmond at uh-huh. the Edgar Allan Poe Museum because Edgar Allan Poe was trying to holler at me from the afterlife. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't this just after you started dating your significant other too? I, it was between our first and second date. So, so Poe was <laughs> so like, Poe was "No, like, baby, no, no, <laughs> our love is true. Don't leave me." And tried to give me hives. I mean, <laughs> kill me. Instead. That does sound like something Poe would do right. to express his affection. Yeah. He was also quite extra. Yeah. 
My current boyfriend has not given me hives, so... I mean... <laughs> I'm not allergic to him. Does it even count as a relationship if you yeah. haven't been given hives, hives. at least once? <laughs> anyway. Talk to your doctor if that's happening to you. It should not be happening in your relationship. <laughs> that's also a recommendation. If you have hives, go see the doctor. Yeah. They'll give you a shot of, um... Uh, they'll give you a steroid booster yeah. in your butt. It, it's it's not a great day. Plus, sometimes steroids make you fart a bunch, so hilarity. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> All right. Then there's the Flying Dutchman ghost oh, ship at Cape Point. Yeah, the Flying Dutchman is iconic, and I believe we did not talk about it. We didn't. It. Yeah, we did not talk about the there Flying Dutchman. There were so Dutchman. many other shipwrecks and ghost ships. Right. But over the past few centuries, a number of seafarers have come forward with reports of strikingly similar sightings of a Gaulish ship sailing in the wild waters around the tip of Cape Point on stormy nights. According to witnesses, the galleon releases rowboats filled with phantom men into the ocean and they approach passing ships with letters that they want delivered to their loved ones. The accounts have been linked to the tale of a vessel called the Flying Dutchman that was caught in a storm near Cape Point while journeying to Holland from Indonesia in 1641. The Cape refor- the captain reportedly refused to turn back and swore that he would round the jagged tip of Africa even if it was the last thing he did. That's bad news, That buddy. is bad news because that's it like, was. That's like saying in a cop show, like, I'm about to retire. Or this is my last day. You're going to get killed. It's, yeah, that's, don't, that's, don't do it. Don't challenge the universe by being like, if it's the last thing I do, I'll round it. You're not going to round it. No. The universe is going to be like, fuck you, and yeah. you're going to be dead. It literally was the wor- last thing you did. Yeah. So, uh, really, that's the last thing you wanted to do? Right? It wasn't dying on a bed surrounded by loving grandchildren who were fat, happy, no, and fertile? No, it was dying while the boat was destroyed. That sounds unfun. Yep. All the crew drowned. Instead of disappearing just for good, they now just exist as phantoms. Yeah. Um, and they haunt the waters that stole their lives. Mm. As they say. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never been. So That's I'd, some poetic know, way right? to say they're haunting shit. Right. They're, haunting, just, they're shit. haunting the waters that took their lives. And then finally, the last one is the Castle of Good Hope. Built in the late 1600s, the ancient stone castle of Good Hope has a rich and rather bloody history. Ooh. Like most castles, I feel like. Yeah. Right? I mean, siege weapons, yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even, like, if you think about the Tower of London, like, straight up, Ugh. there are people who push, like, small children down the stairs to make sure they didn't get thrown. Like, Which, like, leave small children out of right? it. Right. God knows they're going to be shitty rulers anyway, but you don't <laughs> have to kill them. Exactly. So it's seen many people lose their lives in particularly violent ways. So it comes as no surprise that numerous visits visitors to the fort and those just walking by on dark, misty nights Ooh. have claimed to have witnessed the spirits of tormented souls roving its cold passageways and glaring down from its battlements. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous of these apparitions is the angry, cursing ghost of Governor Van Noot. Ooh, <laughs> Noot. Edgy. Noot. Um, <laughs> who supposedly died of a heart attack while several soldiers were being hanged on his order. Um, one of the men reportedly cursed the governor right before being executed, and now his soul is doomed to never leave the walls of the fortresses. He Ooh. ruled so harshly. Ugh. Super effective curse. Right? There are also reports of a tall wraith of a man leaping off the castle wall, a big black dog that disappears as it gets close, and you the sound... You get a lot of those big black dogs around yeah. the world. It's a grin. What is a grin? A grim, you idiot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about Harry Potter. I'm not good at accents. Uh, I'm great at them, so uh, you're and welcome, Will. The sounds and voices of people, like, shuffling around in the dark hall, <laughs> a windowless underground space once used as a ch- prison and torture chamber. That's what I call my butt. <laughs> Butt joke, gotcha. Got got me. You got, got, got by a butt joke. <laughs> I got got. 
<laughs> in addition, the bell in the bell tower apparently rings on its own every now and then, oh, despite fun. the fact that the turret was barricaded years ago. Oh, good. Uh, so it's not even, like, wind? <laughs> right? Word is that the restless soul of a soldier who hanged himself from the bell rope centuries back is responsible for the eerie and inexplicable chiming. And with that, I am donezo. <laughs> I am, and Sasha I'm, is Audi 5000. I'm good. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, Yikes. I know. So those are ghosts. I do want to say... I was listening to something the other day, and it did point out the question with ghosts. So, when you die as a ghost, you come back, and it's your energy as a person, mm-hmm. right? Why are you clothed? Do your clothes also have energy, or is it because you have enough energy that you can appear in the form you're most comfortable? It's going to scare everyone off with my naked form. <laughs> you're just like, hi, gay! Hey! Shakety shake. <laughs> I'm weird and lumpy in places you wouldn't expect me to be lumpy in. Look at all these lumps! (laughs) (laughs) That's right, I do have a freckle there. (laughs) That's me as a ghost. Alright, so I think that's been our Tales from Africa. Yeah, those are some good ghosts. Yeah. We, oh, sorry, I was gonna say, speaking of Tales of Ghosts, we've got a good one. Yeah, so um, we have uh, a darling fan. We love you. Um, and friend on Twitter, Augie. Hello, Augie. Thank you for sending us your stories. They are upsetting. They are upsetting. But I like but, them. But they're upsetting. upsetting. So we uh, <laughs> we will share these with our wider audience. Um, you can check out Augie on Twitter. I believe she's at Augie, Augie P. P. Writes. P. Writes, yeah. Augie yeah. P. Writes. Um, we'll, we'll give her a shout out in our tweets for yeah. this episode. So. And she's also, she is starting up her own podcast where yeah. she's going to be reading the things she writes. So, yay! She's welcome a, to the Lady Pod Squad! Welcome! All right, so she has a few stories for us. They're upsetting. Um, when she was younger, her family moved a bunch of times, so she experienced what she would consider paranormal activity in at least three places that she can, like, you know, clearly recall. So she's like your mom. Right. Exactly. Just like my mom. Uh, um, so I will now um, assume uh, Augie right now. <laughs> Getting into character. Getting into character. The first house was the most tra- traumatizing by far. Oh, no. Ugh. It was an old three-story twin house connected to the one next to it. I lived in the converted attic. It was really nice to have my own space, but I always had a weird heavy feeling when I was up there alone. Outside, there was a road over which delivery trucks would travel. It was a small two-lane road with a steep incline that would sometimes cause accidents. One morning, I woke up at 7 on a Saturday to what sounded like a car accident. It was a loud, crashing noise. I rushed over to my window only to see traffic passing by as usual. I asked my mom and brother if they had heard it, and neither of them said they did. When I did research on this phenomenon, I found a few people mentioned it was related to demon possession. Awesome. Ooh. Later that same year, I realized I was arachnophobic. Oh, God. Samesies. Um, I mean, maybe not from the same year, but I am also afraid of spiders, which is why this story is my actual nightmare. They're there. It'll be okay. (laughs) Sasha's now stroking me with a broom. That was a 30 Rock reference. Oh, okay. You know, when he's like, oh, right, 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 there, there. Because Liz Lemon's sick. He doesn't want to touch her. Yes, I remember this. Spiders were a common occurrence in my attic room, and I would conquer my fear daily by squishing them with shoes and tissues. Proud. However, one day, I was sewing something at my desk with my back turned to the rest of my room, when I suddenly saw a tiny spider crawling along my desk. It'll be okay. (laughs) It's fine. I've read this already. I'm just not, I can't. I thought it was cute because it was so tiny, but I killed it anyway because spiders. Just fuck spiders. 
Then I saw another tiny spider, which I thought was strange, especially because it fell down from the ceiling on a web. I started to freak out at this point, so I turned around to inspect for more spiders. My eyes were drawn to the light above my bed, a circular light that screws into the ceiling and contains two light bulbs under a glass dome. From the bottom of the dome, a black cloud of baby spiders was climbing out of the light. No. Promptly, I ran out of the room to tell my mother. When she returned, the spiders were all gone. I assumed they were hiding my stuff around the room. I slept on the living room couch that night. I would have burned the entire house down, so I applaud your restraint. Right? No joke. There was a giant spider once um, when I was still living at home. There was a giant spider on our glass door. And it was on the outside, but it was on the glass door. And I took a picture of it and texted it to my best friend with the caption like, haha, if this gets inside, I have to burn the house down. And she came up for a visit that weekend. And guess what got the fuck inside? Haha. Ha ha I have to burn the house down. Like, no joke, in my panic, I called my brother while Andrea was trying, she had a broom, she was holding it by the, like, sweepy part, and was trying to knock the spider back out of the door <laughs> handle, trying to, like, knock it back into the outside, and we were both just, like, yelling at each other because we were both terrified. Oh, no. And I'm, like, on the phone to my brother, like, trying to get him to, I was like, oh my god, I need to come over and deal with this spider because I literally can't. <laughs> and then Andrea, like, whoop, he went right back outside. And then my brother called back and was like, were you being murdered? What the fuck? What are you calling? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> and I explained and I was like, we're fine. We're we got fine. the spider outside. I'm not burning the house down. Hmm. It was a bad time. That is a bad time. So I applaud your restraint, Augie, for not burning your entire right. house down. Because that's my response. One time I had a giant spider on my windshield. And I was like, oh my god, it's going to land on me when I open my car door. And for some reason, my knee-jerk reaction, I was driving. My knee-jerk reaction was, I'll just drive my car into a tree. <laughs> I don't love spiders. You, you don't. I don't. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, back to Augie's story. Sorry. That was my um, I hate spiders tangent. I told my boyfriend at the time about this, and he offered to look for the nest to confirm that I'm not insane. When he removed the dome around my light, there was nothing there. No evidence to suggest that there were spiders there at all. No nest, no web, no other spiders. Nightmare. Nightmare. No spiders. In another house, in an apartment complex, um, we came home from church one sunday to find we had an infestation of flies no. inside our house um that's actually worse for me like i yeah. i like spiders i'm like yeah okay it's a spider but yeah. flies i just like mm-mm. Sp- i don't like flies because they're gross but like they're... spiders legitimately terrify yeah. me um we couldn't figure out the source but they stuck around for three days and then completely disappeared Ugh. research on this including the amity Ho- amityville horror say... movie suggests that this is also a sign of demonic presence yeah i was like i think i've read somewhere that that's like a demon thing yeah another day in the same house so this still this this uh, in the apartment complex my mother and brother were feeding my brother's pet snake in his bedroom that's actually really cute yeah, i like people nice. with pet snakes i like pet snakes yeah. they're kind of cute um especially if they're corn snakes which have the little smile and like when when people put their tiny little hats oh on i them. love I do you follow snick on facebook no i don't <gasps> but should i yes okay it's i think his name is snicky the ball python oh. and he's really cute and he always gets a little hat like when it's when it's chinese new year he gets the hat of whatever year of it That's is really so cute. this year he's gonna get a little doggo hat last year he had the little rooster hat it was really cute so follow snicky the ball python <laughs> when I was in my room, sitting on my bed, waiting for them to finish feeding the snake so we could go to the store, suddenly I heard a loud hiss come from the closet. Ew. It was loud, crystal clear, and definitely came from the room I was in. My brother's snake is a king snake that is extremely tame. Oh! I had never heard it hiss in the entire year my brother had had it. No. I called to my mom and my brother asking if the snake had just hissed, and they both replied, no. Mm. 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 
Finally, in the shadiest house, um, an old apartment that had been around forever off the side of a main road in a small business-ridden town, I kept feeling the spirit of a young man walking around. I never saw him, but I often had dreams of him standing at the door to my room, staring at my mother and I as we slept. That is some Dear David bullshit. Right? <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's too nope. much. Um, I don't and, like people standing in my doorway. It's right, one it's, of my fears is to like, there's nothing in my doorway, and then I look at it, and then there's someone there. Right. It, it is a frequent image in my nightmares. <sighs> I don't like that shit at all. Well, Augie, thank you for thank sharing you, those. those. Um, and actually, that last bit when you said that was some Dear David shit just reminded me, I did have something spooky happen to me this week. Uh-oh. Well, not not spooky, but like I heard something spooky. Spookish. Um, spookish. <laughs> On Wednesday, I went to the Shakespeare Theater Company in D.C. to see Hamlet, <gasps> um, which was so good. Um, I went for a teacher workshop, and then they gave us free tickets, and I sat in the third row, and it was really, really good, and it was a really great production, and I like have a lot of feelings about it. <laughs> and I'm taking my students on a field trip in like two weeks. And we- <gasps> Can I chaperone? Actually, I think I need chap. Yeah, yes! <laughs> if you want to I go on like, a field trip with a bunch of teenagers, I don't give a shit about the teenagers, um, but I just want to see Hamlet. But uh, we did in, in the workshop before the play. So it's just me and a bunch of either, like, English teachers, theater teachers, yeah. you know, history teachers, just anyone who's bringing their classes yeah. in. And we did the thing, like, you know, on this side of the room, if you believe this statement, mm-hmm. that side of the room, we'll do, like, a big continuum. Oh, yeah. And so one of them was, I believe in ghosts. And so I marched myself all the way like, <laughs> over to, like, the far wall and, like, pressed myself into it to, like, really I signify, really like, I am over here. <laughs> um, but there was this other guy, another teacher, whose name is Christian, and they picked him to kind of, like, share, like, okay, why are you over here, sir? Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> oh, no. We did um, an episode last fall called DC Stands for Demon Cat, where we <laughs> talked about cat stories. It was not the demon cat. Oh, no, Purgatory was the cat Oh, Purgatory. Stories. I'm yeah. sorry. Not, we have a no, lot DC, of episodes oh, about cats, but... I'm, my bad. So, good. Purgatory, when we did the story, like, stories about all these, like, get, spooky cats. Spooky cats. Yeah. I, I tried to say cat ghosts and ghost cat at the same time. It just came out as coasts. Um, <laughs> for a second, it sounded like you were trying to say Geico, and Geico. I was like, I don't think they have a ghost no, cat. No, no. <laughs> so, so, he and his wife had this cat, Uh-oh. and he kind of hated this cat it was like this big cat and it would always sleep between him and his wife on the bed and he was you know but like he was sad that it died but it was like one of those like love-hate relationships you have with some of your you know your pets right um but the cat would always um like hop up on the bed on his side like walk over his pillow like on top of his head and then smush itself in between him and his wife classic cat so yeah so he would always like feel the cat's paws pressing down on the pillow and Uh coming around Shortly after they yeah. lost the cat, for several nights, he would feel the pillow squish down <laughs> and then would feel the furry presence of the cat beside him. And he tried to chalk this up to, like, just, you know, the phantom you, movements, yeah. like, you know, right? You're so but used he was to like, ah, oh, no, there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm standing, in, like, like, beaming, like, so excited about this story, and other people in the room are just like, what the oh fuck my is god, and, like, you, there Sasha? are people who literally, like, moved closer to where we were standing, because they, they were like, like, well, we believe now. <laughs> and then, that. like, later we were put in the same group for an activity, yeah. and 
I was like, oh, you know, by the way, do you mind if I tell this story on my podcast? Like, my roommate and I did this thing about a ghost, and we love to share other people's stories. He's like, oh, by all means. And he was asking, like, what kind of things yeah. we were interested in. Yeah, and, like, he says, oh, by the way, have you heard of Dear David? And I'm like, hey! oh, my God! So, so, of course we've heard so of So, Christian, David. if you did find our podcast, <laughs> thank Thanks, you buddy. so much for telling me this story about your cat. No, I'm afraid of my I cat. Was Just really, kidding, I really, like, it. I was so jazzed about this. And also, Hamlet is a ghost story. Spoopy. Spoopy. It's a ghost starting some shit. Yeah. That's actually, like, I guess my endorsement for the week. Shakespeare Theatre Company in DC's production of Hamlet. It goes until March 4th. My endorsement um, for the it, week is these cake pops, because now I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I should have bought more cake pops. Right? <laughs> it's, but this Hamlet is not yeah. only a ghost story, but it's a political story, and mm-hmm. it involves, like, authoritarian rule, and it's really interesting. Ooh. I have a lot of feelings about it. I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. It's funny, because it's a production in DC, and it's very political. <laughs> <laughs> but but the ghost stuff was done really really well oh, um and they it's got a blend of like tech and old school oh, nice. stuff so like the ghost is like on it's kind of like the bbc production with david tennant and patrick stewart oh, where yeah. on the security cameras you see like the ghost hamlet going like yeah and, like taking over the tech and everything I did, it's so cool i learned a fun fact about the david tennant and patrick stewart version mm-hmm. of hamlet today which is that the skull that's used in the alas yeah poor yorick i knew him horatio right. scene that skull was donated by a Shakespeare fan who's, oh. who, like, he was like, I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare. All I want after I die is for my skull to be used in a production of Hamlet. And that was the production where it was first used. I want my skull to be used in a production of Hamlet. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, <laughs> Sasha's death plans, poor skull and Hamlet. I'm assuming you want to be Yorick. Not one of, I, I mean, not I guess, yeah, probably just, I mean, yeah, yeah if you're going to be in Hamlet. If I'm going to be any skull in any Shakespeare play, it's probably going to be Yorick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 When I die, I want to be a tree so I can be one of the trees in Macbeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. All right, so. That's actually um, the same reason where I'm like, if I'm ever going to have a ch- child and if I have to have a C-section, I'm just going to make that Macbeth joke like, <laughs> for the rest of their life. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. There, actually, a lot of people in my English department have had to have, like, C-sections and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys can make that Macbeth joke, and you teach Macbeth. You can be like, haha, my children will be able to defeat Just Macbeth. name your kid after Macbeth. Exactly. It'll be funny. It's totally worth the joke. Exactly. All right, so that's been another hour of Spoop. Name your kids after Macbeth. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, all those places. We're Spoop Hour. She is CupcakeOwl10 on Twitter, and I am... Sashanico. It's great. It's so good. I very rarely tweet because Twitter's been bumming me out lately. But, you know. I, I tweet from the Spoop Hour account. She does. So, um, yeah, if you ever me. If you ever have questions for who's running what, I run our Instagram. She runs our Twitter. Please, yeah. And, yeah, feel free. Please send us, send us more stories. Thank you, Augie. Thank you yes. to everyone who's sent us stories already. We just want to, like, talk about things. Yeah, I promise we're very friendly and we just really love friends. So be our friend, okay? Be our friend. Be our friend. Good evening, everybody, or morning, or afternoon, or whatever. My name is Adam. And I'm Matt. And we are Graveyard Tales. Now, if you like stories of ghosts, hauntings, the paranormal, preternatural, and the downright weird, and you enjoy a few laughs as well, then you should probably check us out. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. Come join our Facebook group at Graveyard Tales Podcast, or on Twitter at GRVE. Just go search Graveyard Tales. That would be easier. We look forward to seeing you in the graveyard. See you soon.
Now that you're all caught up on Spoop Hour, are you asking yourself, what should I listen to next? Good news, Two Pods a Day has you covered. It's a campaign to call attention to indie podcasts, so getting them wider audiences, more listeners, and more ears on quality content. We here at Spoop Hour are excited to be participating in Two Pods a Day, and we'd like to shout out They See Me Rollin', Famished and Feasting, and Really Famous. So go check those out now that you're all caught up on us.